This week on Whiskey and Things, I talk to radio journalist Anna Jones. And we try Jameson Caskmate Stout Edition, and we hear tasting notes from our resident creepy uncle, the Whiskey God. Uh, make sure you're following us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Facebook at Whiskey and Things, and on Instagram at Whiskey and Things Podcast. That's whiskey without an E. And you know that preferred podcast platform? Yeah, you can subscribe to us on that. And then leave a review and rate us. Amazing. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Hello, my name is Dave Giles. And I am Nick Kent. Welcome to episode six of Whiskey and Things. Welcome. How are you, David? I don't know where I'm starting. <laughs> it's episode six, god damn you. Yeah, I know. I've, I've just got so many notes for this week. Maybe. So, uh, should, we, should we? I just want to talk about last week, really. Before we get going, should we just talk about last week's episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, we obviously, we had Danny Gruff on last week. Legend. Uh, yeah. Great name, too. Fred- Great name. Always loved that name. Always loved that name. <laughs> uh, we, had, uh, we had a couple of uh, comments about that. Um, one from Amar, who we've heard from before, mm-hmm. uh, who called the three of us a bundle of chaotic fun. Uh, I think that's a good review of the interview. Yes, about right. Yeah, we had fun. <laughs> we are a bundle. We we also got uh, another bit of contact from at Spice Baggins on Twitter, who started the reminiscing about Cork because she's oh, from Cork. Yeah, and uh, and she has asked the question, Nick: Are we going to get Seamus on the pod? Seamus, Seamus, the legendary Seamus. He's infamous. He's infamous. I don't know. He might be in jail. He's in for me. He's infamous. <laughs> he's got it in for me. <laughs> oh, he loves a white wine, that guy. I don't know if he's a whiskey man. He loves a white wine, from what I remember of that evening. But yeah. What else you got, Dave? I can't remember. <laughs> I thought you had a load of notes in front of you. I do, but I have a ribbon in any order that makes sense. <laughs> uh... So professional. Yeah. Oh, I've got some more reviews for, for, for later on that we can we can go through later on. Um, <laughs> Should we bring up? What do we what do we normally do at this part? <laughs> well, um, our friends. Funny, because you mentioned Iceland last week, didn't you? I did mention. Yes, last week we were talking about Iceland. You're yes, right. Our friend Stu, who lives out there, he, he used does. to be on the YouTube show now and again. He was a mentalist. He came on. Yeah. And uh, wowed us with his skills. Um, he sent us a little link about some Icelandic. Whiskey, which is very interesting. Yeah, what what was it called? Well, I'm obviously going to pronounce it wrong. Um, <laughs> For once, it won't be me because I've asked you the question. I know. <laughs> it's it's. Um, I'm going to say Flocky, F-L-O-K-I, but the O has a little dash above it. Can we call it Floki just for Flo-key? the, the Floki? Floki. Anyway. Floki. <laughs> anyway, they're, yeah, it's it their only, um, I think it's their only whiskey distillery out there. But um, it's something quite special about their whiskey, right? Go on. Is it to do with the water? Mm, I wish. <laughs> 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 I bet the water's fantastic up there, though. But um, you know some um, whiskies are, like the barley is smoked with peat or yeah. some other combustible. Well, they do it a bit differently up there. What do you think they dry their malting barley with up there instead of peat etc what do they smoke it with oh it's gonna be manure or something like that isn't it sheep dung mate oh my god yeah <laughs> do i want to try this whiskey uh, if you think peat peaty whiskey smells a bit odd 
a bit like a farmyard. Can you imagine what that smells like? I really want to try it. <laughs> but yeah, Flocky. Well, ho- hopefully uh, we'll be able to get to Iceland and uh, yeah. give it a go. <laughs> it would be nice, wouldn't it? Hey, actually, um, I'm, I'm going to bring up someone who I think we're going to mention later as well. Okay. Um, our friend Josh got in contact. Now, he doesn't know much about whiskey, yeah. but he did ask who Pete is and why he's always... <laughs> and what does he taste like? <laughs> wow. <laughs> For once, it's not us lowering the tone of this show. Yep. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, should we bring it back to Ireland? <laughs> should we bring yeah. it back to a nice safe whiskey? Whiskey butts roll out. This week's whiskey is one. It's a, well, we, we're returning to it a little bit because we did have this on a few weeks ago, episode two, when I interviewed Ruse. We did um, the Jameson Caskmate Stout Edition. Did end up being our favourite whiskey to put in an Irish coffee. So, okay. yeah, as you remember, Dave. I do remember that. I remember. So, so you remember Chewbacca? No cork. No. So no pop. You know what? I got excited <laughs> this morning. I got why? excited this morning. because I get excited every morning. Do you? I don't want to know. That's why, you, <laughs> that's why you get up so late. I got excited because I actually thought maybe it was actually founded by Jim Jameson. But... It's nice, John. I Jameson. thought it was. Yeah, me too. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking the same last week when you talked about. It. I was like, my Jim Jameson joke is finally going to land. Yeah, my, I was like, no, I was, I was thinking, I, I had it in my head. I was thinking, oh, Dave's finally going to nail it today when he says Jim Jameson. But alas, no, it's John. Hang on, I think when I went to, I think because he's got sons, it's John Jameson and his sons. And if I remember rightly, I'm pretty sure one of the sons was called Jim. Might be making it up, but. I've definitely got Jim. Why have I got Jim Jameson in my head? Or is that from a is that a Spider Man thing? Is that what it is? No, I don't know. Anyway, um, no, um, no. Um, what did I just have in no. my head? <laughs> oh yeah, um, John Jameson was actually Scottish as well. Funnily enough, just putting that out. It's there. all a lie. Did it's you all a lie. <laughs> so, t- so um, th- we're not doing regular Jamesons, no. which we love. Which we'd love. This yeah. is the. The special cast make edition, or is it that special, or is it now regular? Oh no, it's, I don't a, know. it's a regular one. Yeah, they do a they do an IPA version of this as well, um, but this is my favourite one. Um, it's it's so easy to drink, and it's it is lovely. Um, it actually, it was a bit of a accident how this came about. Go on, um, I like accidents. Yeah, happy accident, I think, because there was a brewery near them, near Middleton Cork. Of course, yeah. You know, all really close together, as me and Danny know. Um, <laughs> there's a brewery called, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Franciscan? Franciscan. Franciscan. That'll work. Franciscan Well. Yeah. Um, they asked for some Jameson's barrels to finish their stout in, right? So they did that, made their stout, lovely jubbly, um, sent the barrels back, and then Jameson just filled it with their regular blended, you know, off-the-shelf Jameson, aged it for another six months, and this is what came out of it. So it actually came from the brewery wanting to mix it first, funnily enough. And then I just thought, oh, we'll try that. Tried it. It worked lovely. And uh, I'm new to this one. Mm -hmm. I only got this bottle. I'd never had it before, amazingly. Yeah. Um, But I am new to it, but I have tried it already. I bought the bottle a few weeks ago, but I have tried it, and it is delightful. Yeah. On the nose, you can really smell the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what what came through with the... uh, Irish coffees and stuff, which made that the dark really chocolate lovely. you can really, really, really smell. 
But it also still smells of Jameson's. Mm. So, and it's so smooth. It's so smooth and yeah. creamy. Oh, creamy. I'm, you know, the, I'm certain the God's going to say that. If he doesn't, I'll be, I'm going <laughs> to. He's lost his job. I'm going to take over. Mm. The distillery that makes this make a lot of things, right? Obviously, up to 2014, they make Tullamore Dew, D-E-W. But they also make Powers, <laughs> Paddy, Red Breast, Green Spot, Yellow Spot. They make all kinds of whiskies in that place. Different, uh, wow, yeah, well, wow, wow, the wow. new make, the new make, for for example, definitely, before it goes into their, their barrels they want to age it in and all that kind of thing. Um, they're doing some cool stuff up there. So they have another company there, like a little micro distillery called Method and Madness as well, where there's like no rules whatsoever, where they're like doing all kinds of different blends and crazy stuff. That's a different brand in itself, but it's all in the same distillery. It's really cool. Did you know, talking of barrels, going back to the barrels, Yeah. do you know what a barrel maker is called? It's called a Cooper. He is called a Cooper, or Cooper. she is called a Cooper. Yes, Cooperage. If, if your surname is Cooper, you come from a history of barrel makers. Yeah, I can imagine that, yeah. Like Smith is obviously Smiths. <laughs> yeah, they work in WA Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're stationers. That's exactly right. <laughs> anyway, I, I love this whiskey. I can't wait to hear what the God's got to say about it. But uh, if, if you're a regular Jameson's drinker who who hasn't tried this, you should do. Because most Jameson, like Jameson's for me is something, one of the few whiskeys I think you shoot, right? You do it as a shot you when do. you're on a night we out. We definitely have, yeah. Whereas this is more of a drinkable Jameson's, is it? This is the kind of like you can sit down and really enjoy this. But it's still got that Jameson's flavour, but it's just a little bit more. Yeah. It's a little bit more there. Yeah, but you don't want to shoot Jameson's. I couldn't drink Jameson's for a long time because we did too many shots of it, by the way. Um, <laughs> but that's a story for another podcast. That's a, yeah, definitely. Welcome to Regrets and Things. <laughs> Just get the things over with. Hey, Nick. Just want to say, love that video that you mentioned last week that you put up online. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it came the, out the, right. green, the American Idiot one. I think you did a really good job there. It, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, still um, right. Hopefully people are um, donating a bit of money because it's hard to tell with those kind of things. But yes, thank you, David. I was, I was, imp- I was impressed. I think, I think it's wonderful. And the fact you've done it for the right reasons uh, is, is also commendable so well done Thank you. uh well done for that i'm sure we'll put up a link to it it's all we already probably already have at some point yeah. over, over time yeah we'll do something with it but yeah well done what, what else have you been have you been up to anything else this week well um i rebuilt my flat after the whiskey god destroyed it last week i managed to save the lagavulin <laughs> I ma- yeah i managed to save the lagavulin i was con- i was concerned about the lagavulin i'll be honest that mate, was that was a mate i've got about three quarters of a bottle there you know, I've had that nearly a year now, that bottle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not um, cheap. No, apart from apart from rebuilding my flat. Um, again, I'll be finishing off a, another video because that's pretty much all I do at the moment because I'm locked in where everyone should be. Um, finishing off a cover of Toto's Africa, which hopefully should be out. I'm mentioning no it way. now so I can actually uh, pull my finger out and get it finished by the time this comes out. Is that with your function band again? Yeah. And there's eight of us doing this one. Yeah. Oh my god! With all the with all the harmonies. Yeah, all the harmonies. Oh my god! I'm excited about this. Wayne, the drummer, has got all the percussion out, all the percussion. So yeah, there's there's that coming on. 
Um, oh, so you're taking it up a level, up a gear. Yes, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Top gear on or this three one. gears all, all at once. Yeah, it's gone yes. from second to fifth. All the harmonies. Um, yeah, so there's oh. that coming out. Um, and I've also been putting the finishing touches to a campaign launch video for a certain singer songwriter I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I started it months ago, and unfortunately, it had to get delayed. But um, yeah, so yeah, I think you know him. Don't know. Don't know any any singer songwriters. Okay. <laughs> as, well, in this, that case, as this podcast has proved. <laughs> yeah. In that case, let's move on to the interview. <laughs> what have you been yeah, up to, Dave? Right. <laughs> well, I, I started a campaign. <laughs> oh, really? That's how, what, what a quinky dink. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> quinky dink. What a great word that is. I'm using that again. That's a What's Ned a Flanders. That's a Ned Flanders is special, it? mate. Yeah. Amazing. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so I, I've i been planning this for two years and then Corona happened. Uh, mm. Basically, my next album I've been in, I've been planning on recording at the legendary Abbey Road Studios. Yeah, I've heard of it. In London. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I, I personally think it must be the world's most famous recording studio. It's definitely the world's most famous zebra crossing outside of it, uh, or pedestrian crossing for those of you who are abroad. Um, so... <laughs> Well, is, is zebra, zebra crossing one of those? Or a pelican? I've no idea. I think it's a zebra crossing. Is anyway, it? these are these are very English things, aren't they? I don't know. Crosswalk, uh, highway code, and things. That's another podcast we can do. Anyway, <laughs> million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right there. Originally, when when Corona happened, I was literally going to announce it on the sixteenth of March, uh, and then that was the week it was really kicking off over here for the start of of the lockdown. And so I delayed it. And originally I was just going to let the, let the whole thing play out and just delay it until whenever, whenever the world was back to some form of normality. But it looks like it's going to be a long time now. Yeah. And because I've been planning it for so long, I just felt like I should get it started and delay the project, but get it started. Because some of the things I've put on sale to launch the project have sell-by dates. Mm. So, no, imagine. And they're sitting in they're sitting in the flat. Like, you know, I've got some barbecue sauce, some chili sauce, and chutney, and some tea. Where do you put all yeah, that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, currently my bedroom is my bed is surrounded by big cardboard boxes. So I've got the world's biggest bedroom fort. Whoa. you haven't had guests recently, so yeah, bedroom. Oh yeah, exactly. No one's coming around, so <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I felt like I, I, I should at least do a, what I'm considering to be a soft launch. I'm not going to go too crazy on it because obviously I can't tour or anything like that. But It's a cold open, Dave. Yeah, but I just wanted to let people know this is what I've been planning for two years and this is what I hope to do. And it's 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 a crazy project of which if you want to find out more, go and, go and have a look on my website. But That's um, a very exciting yeah. project, man. It really is. Not, you can tell it in my voice there. <laughs> It's a very exciting project, Dave. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah it really hopefully. Um, biggest selling product so far has been the, the tea towel. Really? It's quite a cool tea towel, actually. Uh, I've also managed to have uh, to have an interview with a friend. And I thought we should break up all these musicians. Me, you and I are musicians, right? So naturally, a lot of the people that are probably going to be most interesting for us to interview who we know are musicians, because that's our friendship circles. thought it would be nice to break it up a bit with another friend who's does something completely different. So a few weeks ago, we had, uh, we got asked a question from my friend, Anna, who asked you how your nasal technique was going with regards to smelling whiskey. Oh, that was her, was it? Crazy. She was the culprit of that, was she? Right. She was. Yeah. But she has a very interesting job 
because she is a journalist, a radio journalist, and she has worked for all the big major people in this and the UK, and has, has reported breaking news and been behind the reports for for some of the big stories that have happened over the last how ten years, however long she's been doing it. So I figured that might be interesting. Yeah. And I think I think this is an interesting interview. So uh, here's this interview with with Anna Jones. Welcome, Anna Jones. Uh, Hi. Th- thank you very much for joining us. Do you know you're our first non-musician guest? Oh, actually, there was a one whiskey guy. But you're our, like since we got started, you're our first non-whiskey yes. guest. Yes, I feel honoured. Well, thank you very much for joining us, um, Anna. Tell us your job description. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to that, I want to. I have a bone to pick with you, which okay. has nothing to do with my job. Okay. okay. Why have you never told me that whiskey can taste like cake? Saurine, country slice, Christmas cake. You have never told me this. In fa- I feel like I've been cheated. Right. In, in fairness, it's more to do with the smell. Mm, when we're still. Talk, when we're talking about the cake stuff, it tends more to be on the nose than than. Uh, <laughs> Than in the in the in the actual flavour, but you're right. Amount of times you and I have traipsed around looking for cake. Yeah, you would think I would have brought that up at some point. Surely. Yeah, I just I, I just felt cheated and lied to. I just no, you're right. I just I, wanted to get that off my chest. I, I do apologise. The, the, when I find some really cakey whiskey, I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell yeah, people sorry, tell sorry. people what you do because you're not a musician. I'm not a musician, so I am a radio journalist. So I've worked for the biggest broadcasters in the country. If you've listened to radio at any point, you've probably heard me banging on about the news on some station or other. Um, So my job is to find the news, work out what's interesting, put it in some sort of order, make it understandable, illustrate it properly, fit it all into a certain amount of time to make people want to listen to it. Let's go to your origin story. How did you get how did you get into this? So I... Was it always a dream? To be a journalist, I think. Yeah. But I only... I signed up for student radio at university. You know when you're in the Freshers' Fair tent? Yes. And you're trying to find stuff to do. I couldn't find the newspaper, so I signed up for radio instead. Amazing! (laughs) (laughs) Which... It was a fiver. I thought, yeah, why not? Why not? I got I got my free wooden spoon from Wilco, as was the way at the time. Not yeah. sure why. But so I got my spoon and then I signed up for the radio for a fiver and then here I am. I did student radio. I spent way too much time doing it. I was just one of the nerds in the, in the basement student radio station when I should have been in the library, not doing my proper studying, but just messing around on the radio and it was really fun. Was your degree in radio or was it your degree se- completely separate? No, it was in French. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> Why not? And have you done many broadcasts in French? <laughs> oh, loads, Dave. None, none. <laughs> Absolutely none. It was just really fun. And sadly, it's not as fun doing it in real life when you can't say anything you want to and no one is ever going to notice because it's only people in the student union shop who are listening and even then they're not paying attention. Yeah. So... Yeah, I just got the bug and that's what I wanted to do. And I'm still doing it. Obviously, you work on cutting-edge news stories all the time. Yeah. Does it get difficult to switch off? Yes, it does. <laughs> Especially at the moment. I was going to say, but, like, yeah. right now, because you're still working, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I actually feel very lucky because I can still, I have to still go into work because the stuff we do can't be done from home. So there are all these measures in place 
to protect us in the office, but you have to go in. So I'm still going into work as much as I was, if not more, because people are off sick and we're covering them. So I feel like I get that as a bit of escape from being in lockdown when I go to work and I talk about the whole country being in lockdown. <laughs> and then at the end of the shift, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's me. That's, <laughs> that's my life. Like people have been asking me like, what was, like, what was the bigger story? Well, harder to do was it Brexit that obviously went on for months and months and months and there were votes about amendments about nothing about it was just so complicated was it that was that harder or was coronavirus harder like well coronavirus because you do it all day it's really intense and then you go home and you can't go out because it's your life you're the story and you never want to be the story ever also lockdown problems you might be able to hear my neighbor downstairs blending things they blend stuff constantly for their baby (laughs) (laughs) it drives my housemate crazy so what would they be blending now it's like the afternoon maybe it's dinner blending yeah don't know i've got i've got a kid downstairs smashing the ball against the uh the 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 gate underneath where i'm sitting right now so hopefully that's not coming through too much but uh yeah he does it every day between three and five he gets his two hours outside. <laughs> at least he's punctual. Yeah. Um, when people have a go at the media... Oh, hello. <laughs> do you take it personally? Because I've done it to you a few times where, on an, on both trivial things and bigger things, where I have sent you a message because you're the, my only friend who works in mainstream media. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. You're my only friend who works in mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my only friend. But <laughs> uh, who... So, so therefore, when, when I'm irked that a story hasn't got enough attention or mm-hmm. the way something's been reported, I've, even if you've had nothing to do with how that's... <laughs> that, you're my outlet that gets the venting on that. I have noticed this, I must say. I have noticed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, Anna, why have they done that? Don't yeah. work there, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> why? <laughs> do you have other friends who also are like that with you? Yeah. Yeah, or they will... Um, or it'll be people, maybe less friends, because they know how I'll react, but acquaintances will be like, oh, did you hear? And then they did this and they did that. And I can't believe the media do that. And I'm like, hello, do you <laughs> yeah. know what I do? Like, <laughs> you're basically just laying into me right now. So, But, but, um, but do you take it personally? Or Yeah, a little bit. I'm trying to think of an example. So say um, for Brexit... Before the EU referendum, we spent months, months and months and months trying to explain so clearly to everyone what was going on, what that meant, what that meant, no matter, you know, what side of the fence you fell on. We were trying to give out all the, all the arguments. And then a lot of people didn't bother voting. A lot of people just voted for one thing because they thought that was the right thing to do. And they hadn't listened to any of the stuff that we'd been slaving over, churning out to try and explain what the arguments was, what the arguments were. And then... The day after the EU referendum, the most Googled thing was, what is the EU? Like, have you guys been listening at all? And then it'll be, all the media didn't tell us this. The media didn't tell us that. It's like, we really tried. (laughs) You guys just didn't listen. Then you Googled the next day what the thing was that you just cast a massive vote on. So it could be a little bit annoying, definitely. It's so funny seeing complaints come in because if you get a complaint that says about one particular thing you've done, say I've done a, a news bulletin in the last hour, Someone had complained saying, that was really biased towards Labour. And then someone else had complained saying, that was really biased towards the Conservatives. Like the same thing, yeah. the same sentence. You're like, oh, I've done my job then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> because that no must be happy. balanced. <laughs> no one's happy. Mate, that was fantastic. 
I know. Well, the, the second part is, is in my mind even better. We talk about her favorite stories that she's reported on and so and so. That's coming up later. Yeah. But but yeah, she's it's super interesting, isn't it? Yeah. That job must be so tough as well. You can't you cannot go wrong, and you have to be really quick. You know, with your facts, getting everything right. And she got into that completely by accident, which I found hilarious. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go off to study French and then you end up being a radio journalist. Yeah. We, as I said, we'll hear more, hear more about, about her later. Uh, one thing that, that did make me laugh is as we finished the interview, uh, her flatmate turned around who was in the room. He, he's got the same job. Yeah. And he turned around and was laughing. And she was like, what are you laughing at? And she was like, you did that whole interview with your radio voice on. <laughs> and it's so true. I've known Anna for a while now, and I had I did as soon as he said it, I was like, "Oh my god, yes!" Wow, because she does like obviously she went into professional mode and, yeah. and was trying to use her diction and things like that to make sure that everything came out clear. So when she finished, so she, was she like, "All right, Dave, was that done? Is that all right? Was it? Yeah, it's not that. Dr- it's not yeah, that, that drastic. Right? But- I really enjoyed that. No, it does. Really not. <laughs> it does make me think like. All these other newsreaders out there, I wonder. I wonder what their normal everyday voices are, especially the ones that have like the regional accents, like Hugh Edwards, who keeps <laughs> his Welsh. But <laughs> is he even more Welsh in real life? Oh, wow. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Sweet. should we, should we uh, cut to the god? Oh, all right. Whiskey. Right, it's that time of the week again. Whiskey god time. Hey, yeah. uh, I hope he's calmed down a little bit. Me too, mate. Me too. He's furious. Yeah, I mean, he. he he was even kicking off with Danny Gruff on Instagram. Oh, yeah. He's got an Instagram now and a Twitter. Yeah. So on Instagram, he's at the.whiskey.god. And on Twitter, he's just at the Whiskey God? Just at Whiskey God. At no Whiskey the. God. No the. No yeah. the required. No. And he, uh, he, was giving, he was giving the Pope some grief this week. Oh, the Pope. Wasn't he giving he Danny was, Gruff some grief as well? He gave Gruff. He, he offered Gruff out in a fight. Oh, God. Doesn't want to do that. I know. Outrageous. He can handle Outrageous. himself. He can. He can. Who, who Gruff or the God? <laughs> I'm talking about Gruff. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason he's called Gruff. <laughs> Gruff around the edges. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Josh Elms, who we mentioned oh, yes. earlier, he's been in touch and he's informed us that the little turtle who starts the Mario Kart races is named Lakitu. Lakita, well, it's a beautifully clear day outside right it now. Is lovely, so, isn't it? if so I if, if I look him. out the window, do we think Lakita is going to come out on his little cloud and just hang by our window? Little Lakita, <laughs> yeah, little Lakita. Oh no, no, here he is. Little come on, Lakita, Lakita. Oh my he's god, <laughs> come on, Lakita, come on, little Lakita, <laughs> in a little cloud with a little shell, li- with his little flag. <laughs> Lakitu. Lakitu, my ass. <laughs> oh, that worked. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you calmed down this week, whiskey god? Nicholas, of course I'm calm. I'm always calm. Like a soothing highland glen on a warm summer's eve. Calm? C- c- calm? Cal- calm? Calm? And who's Glenn? <laughs> I know Glenn. Anyway, can you, uh, you and Glenn, let us know your tasting notes for the beautiful <laughs> Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition? Give me 
tasting notes. Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition. On the ice. A deep, transparent caramel. Atypical of Irish whiskies of this age. On the nose. Hints of coffee. Malted dark chocolate. Dark candy sweets. Perhaps roasted or dry fruit. Brown sugar. Some warm oatmeal. What a welcoming introduction to the nose. Creamy. Creamy! <laughs> he did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. He still got a job. On the palate. A complex story of cinnamon hits the sides of the tongue. Wrap this in a blanket of hazelnut, a bit of honeyed citrus, and cocoa, ending in a welcoming embrace of brown sugar and creamed coffee. What a beautiful, unrequited relationship of a stout cask finish at play. Speaking of the finish, the final lasting whispers end in malted cocoa, that coffee again, and a grounding earth note. Overall, an amazing relationship has occurred here between the young Irish whiskey and the stout casks, where the typical Jameson Irish whiskey produces memories of being introduced to this region's bounty. The stout casks offer an enhancement that is enough to stop a conversation mid-go. This whiskey is as fun to drink as it is enough to force one to take a moment of silence for each exquisite sip. A dark, welcome breath of fresh Irish air. Blanket of hazelnut, Dave. He's getting back into his, uh, his erotic ways there. Come here, lay with me on my blanket of hazelnut. I have had many a beautiful unrequited relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting on a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he says this every now and then, and I don't ever know what it means. What does he mean when he's talking about dark candy sweets? Is he talking about like hard, hard American candy, but the dark flavoured ones? The thing I think of when he says that is stuff like toffees, caramels, right? Not the fruity stuff. Maybe a word that's original, perhaps. We should ask him next week on the lighter end. But yeah, I'd say toffees. We should stuff. ask him. Yeah, you try. You try getting anything out of that guy. <laughs> the whiskey. So let's hear more from Anna Jones. Uh, I'm going to ask her more about some of her favourite stories and. Uh, Find out some more interesting stuff about what it's like being a news reporter on the radio. Ugh, things. What's your favourite big story that you've covered? Do you prefer, for example, have you preferred doing election broadcast, like broadcasting in a run-up to that, where you know you've got six weeks to talk about something or 12 weeks, whatever it is, and then it's mm. done, kind of? Or <laughs> yes. was was Brexit more more interesting to cover, or has there been other big stories, maybe royal family stories, or whatever it is that's actually yeah. been really interesting to cover? Um, I guess they sort of fall into two different categories. So stories that I've actually 
been at? Because a lot of what I do, you're in the office. So you're covering huge stories, but you are, you know, you're doing it like an editorial role. So you're not going out and finding stuff. For ones where I've actually been out, um, the Royal Wedding was very fun. So I got to go to Windsor. (laughs) I got to go to Windsor and we were like the other side of the castle wall, but we still had to dress up and it was a lovely sunny day and everyone was so happy that the streets were full. We spoke to loads of people in the street and you could hear all the bells and we were doing live radio bulletins from the castle. So that was really fun. Wow. Yeah. I've got a lovely picture in a blue frock, Dave. I'll send it to you. (laughs) (laughs) I look dead chuffed for myself. Yeah, like I'm I mean, going to the wedding, but just standing outside. Well, yes, yeah, one of those. I was almost invited to the royal wedding. <laughs> Nearly, I was there. I we was just there. didn't know it. <laughs> so that was very fun. At the other end of the glamour scale um, for the Scottish independence referendum, I was doing live bulletins overnight from Edinburgh. But because it's radio, the glamour is off the scale. So I was doing it in like a PE, like a PE sports centre thing near the airport, and it was just. So it was very cool to be doing that because it's a you know, historic thing. Oh, yeah. But it was the least glamorous thing ever. Yeah. It was a sat in a pee thing. And then it was, it happened, it all happened a lot earlier than we thought it was. So it, would, so it was much of an anticlimax and ended up sitting in an airport for six hours and then came back to London. So that was a bit random. But my favourite stories that I haven't been to, but I love, was MH370. Yeah. The plane yeah, that yeah, dropped yeah, out yeah. the sky. And Oscar Pistorius, the trial I mean, and the whole story. That's, that was an incredible story. You couldn't make that up. The Oscar one. Either, either of them you couldn't make up. The fact it was Valentine's Day was just even yeah. more crazy. I remember when that story broke and it was like, Oscar Pistorius, the hero of 2012. Yeah. The Kill- fact that he's a hero, the fact it's Valentine's Day, the fact his girlfriend was a mega famous supermodel. It was all the things. Yeah, yeah. Play- I don't know why there's not a film yet. Why isn't there a film yet? That's a good point. Make a film. Come on, Dave. You good. and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get onto that. I'll get onto yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> the plane story. I mean, has that even reached a conclusion? Have they even figured out what happened yet? I don't think they have, have they? No, I don't think so. I'm going to have to look that up. Which brings me on to the next question. <laughs> how, how much of your day do you spend going, I don't know what that means? I've got to go and look it up. And are you constantly learning? Because as a story yeah. breaks, you've got to be an expert on pretty much everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, when I meet people, they say, oh, I'm a journalist. Like, oh, what, what sort of journalism do you do? Do you do, you know, business or politics or entertainment? Like, I know I have to do everything because on the radio you get everything yeah. and you might get five minutes notice that you have to write a story and suddenly you're an expert on inflation or you're an expert on Taylor Swift or you're an expert on... Space travel. I don't know. Space travel, exactly. <laughs> of which I am slightly more now I'm friends with you. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so thank God for Google. Yeah, other search engines are available. <laughs> Said as a real pro they're not, there. They're not really. <laughs> um, yeah, because otherwise it would take forever. And I suppose it, it comes hand in hand, doesn't it? Wanting news faster has come with Google being there. So everything is just a lot faster. Whereas back in the day, if you had to, you know, if you had a word you didn't know, you'd have to get a dictionary out or an encyclopedia for a topic you didn't know much about. I can't imagine that. How often do you use Wikipedia, if ever, are you briefed that you're not allowed to use it or how does that work? Because obviously, like, yeah, it can be great, but it can be horrendously wrong as well. <laughs> it can just be the worst thing yeah. ever. Um, I'd often use Wikipedia as like a first port of call. 
So say, I don't know, if somebody dies and I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea who this person is. It might have been someone who was, you know, famous in the 60s or 70s and I just haven't got a clue. You look there for a bit of background knowledge, but I'd never take anything on there as my only source. Even people's ages are wrong on Wikipedia. Yeah. And that caused no end of problems, especially if someone's died and you're saying how old they were. That's like the simple fact. Oh, yeah. So you'd go on Wikipedia just for a bit of background or to check that someone's got the, you know, that it is the right person you're talking about, that their face matches. But yeah, I'd never use it as, as read. That's like back to student radio days should be like Wikipedia, copy, paste, read it out. <laughs> Not done that for a little while. <laughs> so often, like for me, the best story of the news is always the and finally, because normally space travel stuff gets put in the and finally stuff. So if we get yeah. it mentioned at all, it's and finally. But obviously on on a slower news day, that must be a, you've got to go and find something wacky to put in there or something that's going to mm-hmm. just make people smile a bit. It's often the yeah. good news bit, isn't it? The and yeah, finally story. It's, a, it's actually really important. I know a lot of people see it as just any old rubbish will stick at the end of a news bulletin. But it is important, especially when you're doing things like music radio. You don't want to depress people with, you know, politics or pandemics or whatever, and then someone's got to go back to Michael Bublé and be all happy about it. It just sounds really weird, so you need a buffer. Yeah. It's really important. What are your favourite and finally stories you've reported on? Um, I've been trying to think about this, and my memory is pretty much like a sieve when it comes to news stories. I remember that the last couple of days, but just can't keep them, can't keep space for them. A lot of them, I think, are animal stories. Everyone loves an animal story. There was a great one a few months ago where this, I think it was in Japan, this um, zookeeper was dressing up as a penguin to feed baby penguin chicks so it didn't get scared and so it would take the milk and it was just hilarious and trying to explain that on the radio was fun because you got to look properly <laughs> you had like a had like a penguin arm you had a penguin head it was great look it up <laughs> that's amazing that see that's the kind of stuff isn't it yeah and how how do you find these stories do they normally just present themselves to you or do you have to go looking for them and is there a kind of a website that exists of crazy news stories that all, all you news presenters or producers are going to, to, to kind of, oh, that one looks fun. We'll do that one today. I reckon like all the places I've worked, it's always the, the websites of those places who seem to get those stories. I don't know how they find them. But I suppose often they're picture based, aren't they? There'll be a funny picture. So they get more funnies than radio. And a lot of the funnies you can't even say on the radio because, <laughs> you know, kids are listening. But, um, yeah, they, so it will, I'll often go there for stuff. But sometimes it'll just be something that you've seen or, get, or goes viral on Twitter or Facebook and then you can work out that it's an actual story. I think, especially at the moment, it's hard to remember other news and that other news can be fun or just fun for some people. Like, do you remember when KFC ran out of chicken? That was, what, I was thinking about that. <laughs> When McDonald's closed, I was like, oh, my God, we all remember how bad it was when KFC ran out of chicken. Like, yeah. Are we going to cope? There was panic Are buying. we going to cope? <laughs> so I know that's not a fun I'm finally for everybody. But it's a fun story. <laughs> Do I remember? God, I, I'm never going to forget. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring it up even. <laughs> and in my best radio voice. And finally... Are you a whiskey drinker? No, because I, I didn't think it tasted like cake, and apparently it smells like cake, so I'm in. All right, okay. Well, mm. ne- next time, uh, next time we'll together, we'll definitely do some whiskey cake sampling. Whiskey with cake. <laughs> whiskey with cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> whiskey and cake. Whiskey yeah. and cake. That sounds like a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> sign, <laughs> sign me up. 
So you telling me, Dave, you haven't read my screenplay, Oscar Pastorius, <laughs> faster, higher, deadlier. It's no, in the I Dropbox. Haven't. I can't. It's in the Dropbox, Dave. And who do I play? You're not in it. Ah, oh. I needed your uh, your opinion on it, mate. It's a it's a killer. It's a, well, I look forward well, to to you making that. Well, I'll put it in the Dropbox, <laughs> mate. If you want to read killer. it, I've only just realised what you said. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Sorry, I was a bit slow there. No, it's, it's not right. allegedly. He got done. I thought he got off. No, he got convicted. I think he got let out early, but he definitely got convicted. He definitely went to jail. Okay. Anyway, let's move on from that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, fa- fascinating, uh, fascinating there. No, that was that was so good, so good. I really enjoyed that. Great news Anna, voice. I know Anna has actually offered to give you and I a lesson in creating our own news voice. Really, and has suggested that uh, for our <laughs> Patreon subscribers. We will make a video of us reading a news story using oh, this news voice. I'm well up for that. I'm well up for that. Yeah? All right, I'm, okay, intrigued. I'll get, I'll get. I'm intrigued. Because even just doing this, I feel as, you know, improves my articulation and diction. I think they're relative words. She may teach us some few things that might, that may help improve the pod as well. So who knows? But I, I figure it's, we'll set up a little freeway there and, uh, and get that going. I think that could be fun. Look forward to it. So fresh. Can I do it? 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 <laughs> yeah, right. And finally. Oh, beautiful. I haven't got anything. <laughs> so well you can you there. can actually do it. I haven't got anything. <laughs> I just wanted to get one in there. All right. So and finally. Um yeah, we've got a few shout-outs to do. Uh, as usual. Um I, I'm gonna start off. I think this may be the first time someone's been mentioned in an episode three times. Oh, but our friend Josh. We do have other listeners. Some people call him George. Yeah. He has given me this wonderful review, or given us this wonderful review on on Twitter. So uh, you may remember a few weeks ago when my friend Lucy sent uh, sent me a message saying she didn't think she was going to enjoy it hmm. because she thought it was all going to be about whiskey. She was surprised she enjoyed it. She was surprised she enjoyed nice it. Exactly. Of words. Josh or George has said this that he agrees with Lucy. He didn't know how much would be whiskey and how much would be things. Plus, without the bonus of watching Nick, he didn't know if his gay DHD would allow him to remain focused. <laughs> but, but 10 out of 10, he thoroughly recommends this. Well, thank God it's a podcast. That's all I'm saying. Well, thank you for that, Joshua. Yeah, I love that expression, gay DHD. Gay DHD. That just is absolutely, that made me crease up. And, uh, We've also heard from someone new, someone completely new who you or I don't know. Someone new? Uh, we think. A guy called Todd Sloan, who has given us a five-star review on Facebook. I didn't know Facebook reviews were a thing, but on our Whiskey and Things podcast page, you can put a review on there. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, it's news to me. And he's given us a five-star review. He said he listened to all five podcasts in a row. <laughs> and he can't wait for the next one. Fantastic. Which, uh, well... Hopefully it hasn't disappointed you, <laughs> Todd. Um, huh. Well, better edit this one well then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no pressure, Nick. <laughs> Todd, let us know what you think. And uh, as always, we, we normally end by telling people what whiskey we are going to be doing next week. Yeah. So you can perhaps join in and get us your uh, your reviews in earlier. 
So far, no one's been able to do, get in their review earlier, but we did hear from Daniel Strickland, who is one of our patrons, and you can become one too on our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash whiskey and things, no e. Uh, and he said that he was a bit frustrated because his bottle of Highland Park hadn't arrived before last week's show. It's disappointing. So I think what well, you and I have done something pretty special for the next 15 weeks. We know mm. what we're going to be drinking. Not in what order, but we know what we're going to be drinking. Do you want to explain? Um, yeah. Because whiskey's very expensive, <laughs> if you want to have a new one every week. Um, and Nick and I aren't earning any money at the moment. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> No, we've um, we've decided to try this service from a website that some of our listeners might be aware of called Master of Malt. It's a site where you can order a wide range of spirits, etc. Now, they offer this great service called Drinks by the Dram, where instead of having to buy an entire bottle of something, you can order small 30ml sample bottles, which are just a little bit larger than a single measure. A dram, basically. Now, they come in sets of five with either pre-selected themes or you can make your own selections. For example, we've ordered the regions of Scotland and bourbon sets, as well as a third containing some more left field and unusual options. Now, these worked out about £25 a set, which is about a five or a shot. But obviously, you can get as extravagant as you want, but it will cost you more. But but what is wonderful about this, in my mind, is that even even for those of you who have been listening, who perhaps aren't into whiskey, you can get them, and you're you're not buying a whole bottle of whiskey, which you're going to have a sip of, and you might not like. You might, but but if you do like it, this could be a gateway into you enjoying whiskey. Yeah, uh, just from trialing some of the stuff, and also having us with our tasting notes and you joining in with your tasting notes yeah. and the God getting, getting the God's experience and all this. Uh, I think, I think this could be a good way forward for us. And the fact that we've got the, the, the Scotch set and the bourbon set, but with the five you've put together, a couple of Irish an English whiskey, a Swedish whiskey, and even an Indian whiskey. Indian so whiskey. this might be a way forward. So, so we'll put up on our social media, the ones we've got. And if you're, if you have some money and you want to want to join in with us over the next 15 weeks, then by all means get them. And, uh, We'll announce the week before which one we're going to do the next week. And as well, which it won't happen maybe all the time, but with us, when we ordered these, we got them within 24 hours. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it surprised me in the current climate. Yeah. I, I generally thought we were going to have to wait a while, but they, they turn up very quickly. So, uh, yeah, Dan it, Dan won't have to be disappointed if, if he does this. And Dan, Dan Strickland, is a, is a cocktail waiter. Oh. Is that the right expression? Co- cocktail barman. I think it's called a mixologist, Dave. I mean, oh, there you go. What do I know? Mixology. But, uh, he's someone. He's someone I know who who's a barman in uh, the botanist in Farnham. Oh. He makes his own cocktails, so uh, I'm sure he'd be interested in this website and knowing what we what we're going to be drinking. Fantastic. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, we, well, that's pretty much it, really. Um, next week we'll be tasting the Buffalo Trace bourbon. So we will be. Yeah, it's a nice, easy drinker. Another easy <laughs> drinker. After after all of yeah, that, after all those you know, <laughs> Indian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, that, and the other. We, we're going with, we're going back to America, and are going to have a, a bourbon. Yes. So, did you say bourbon? No, I didn't. I think you said bourbon. I definitely <gasps> did say bourbon. Okay. I'll do a little callback. What did I say? <laughs> Buffalo Trace bourbon. There you go. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs>
Anyway, next week we're going to be joined by my friend Charlotte Campbell, singer-songwriter. Uh, she's the darling of the South Bank. Uh, so if you've ever been yes. down to the South Bank she's awesome. uh, by the London Eye, uh, then you may have seen Charlotte busking down there. She's absolutely wonderful. She's, we're going to have her on. Fantastic. She's awesome. Amazing. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.